I'd like to apologize in advance for the quality. We are recording on Skype, so you know how that goes. I appreciate you for listening. Now on to the show. On this episode of Balls Don't Lie, the NBA has a 25-day return plan. Will it work or will they even get to it? Who knows? The MLB has their own COVID-19 solution. How about a whole league and division realignment? How will that look? Also, me and regular Steven pour out a 40 ounce for the XFL as they have closed their doors for this season and forever. Christian McCaffrey last year stuffed the box scores. Now this year, they're stuffing his bank account. Will Carolina be the next team to regret giving a big contract to a running back? Speaking of running backs, Mr. Todd Gurley is now in ATL wearing number 21. Mr. Neon Dion primetime all about the money Sanders seems to be hating on it. Should he? No mama's Regular Steven has some movie recommendations while you quarantine and chill. Yeah, this normal triple single. All this and more on this episode of Balls Don't Lie. Welcome to Balls Don't Lie. I am your host, A-N-T-E-O-N-N Tom, along with my Skype co-host, regular Steven. What's Chris knacking Not much, man. Just uh, getting deeper and deeper into this self-quarantine uh, social distancing thing. Yes, indeed. Six feet, six feet. You think we far enough? Six? Yes, we're far enough. Far I got enough. something funny happened with that, though. So... Okay. We needed some salt for the water softener, so we went to Rural King. Right. I don't know if you frequent Rural King, but when you go in there, so me and Emma went in there side by side. Uh-huh. They made both of us take a cart. I said, why? Well, it's for the six feet thing. So this happened. So I grabbed the cart. This actually happened twice. So we've gone in there a couple of different times and they've done it both times. So this, the first time I got into it, the lady, the second time I, because it, it, there's no logic behind. So like we, we just kissed in our car. We don't need to be six feet apart from each other. Um, and all of the employees that are working in there are not six feet apart from each other. They're all standing there jibber jabbering in the aisle and all this kind of stuff. So I'm going through the checkout lane and I asked the lady, I said, so do you understand why we have to have two carts? Everybody that comes in the store has to grab a cart. You know, it's the same shopping cart. It's not definitely not six feet long, but probably two and a half, three feet, maybe. She goes, well, I think it's the whole six foot distancing thing. And I was like, oh, well, we're not six feet apart from. I said, maybe you need a cart. She just just looked at me. She said, well, I don't. No, <laughs> I was like, well, doesn't make sense otherwise. I'm not real sure what the point of this is. <laughs> Come on, this whole thing, dude, is just when I go out in public, it's kind of uh, I just don't really understand what we're doing. I really don't. I, um, I understand why I don't know. It's, it's not going far enough, though. Like, if you're not, 
It, it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, nothing makes sense nowadays, not at this time and point in time. But, you know, if you put the message out there, at least somebody's going to follow it. That's sure. all I You know, most people are going to test that line that, that's drawn in the sand. They're going to try to tiptoe across it as much as possible. There's nothing else we can do, man. As long as you're doing what you're supposed to do, you know, I guess it'll limit the spread. But I guess, but we're just assuming that everybody that works in these stores is is cool. They, they're not, you know, these people, these people that are working at these restaurants, they're not living at the restaurants. Right. They're leaving the restaurant. They're going to interacting with people that are interacting with other people that are interacting with other people, and you. It, it gets to a point when you think of it that way where it's like, how much effect is this really having? I mean, maybe it could be effective if it was just, why don't we just tell the people that are more susceptible just to quarantine? Like, I'm all for the quarantine. I just don't think quarantining this way, if you're not going to do it all the way, then I'm not real sure if it's doing what they think it's doing. If you think about you know, okay, we, well, we can all go to grocery stores and then they say, well, try to stay six feet away from people. But what happens when the lady grabs a cereal box and then decides she doesn't want that cereal, puts a cereal box back, somebody comes back, grabs a cereal box, or, or you, you, you know, you use your hand to open up the frozen container in the fro whole frozen section. And then everybody touches that. Like what, why do you need to be six feet apart from each other? If I'm going to go touch the same handle that someone else just touched, that's direct touching almost you know, essentially, it just—I just don't. It just—it's hard. It's getting hard for me to understand, since people—they're not really enforcing any of it to how it's actually benefiting anybody, except for hurting the economy because everything's closed down. People are losing their jobs, and at the same time, you look outside and everybody's just still out here. But, I'm like, where the hell are you all going? Like, I, everything's closed. There's grocery stores and some restaurants, and I'm driving around. I'm driving around working, you know. But, but where the hell is everybody going? Where are you coming from? Nothing. Where, there's nothing open down there. Where you, what are you doing down there? Just, I don't. I don't get it. Yeah, man, it's a tough situation. I think they made the mistake early, where you know, telling that old people are success uh, susceptible the most and it's like a recent report showed that our age group is getting the highest impact of this as of late because yeah. they us we weren't all that susceptible to it right we're the group of people not necessarily i don't yeah younger people that are not considered elderly have been out here reckless more than anything yeah uh, if i get it i'm not gonna really be sick or uh, you know not knowing that you can have it and never feel a thing, you know, so, and you're spreading it obviously that way. So I think that the messaging was wrong in the beginning. You, yeah. you really never just segregate any, any section of the people with this type of information. You really just got to blanket it all the way across, especially since it's based off of so limited information. Right. Know? Well, they even told us you, yeah, they even told us you couldn't give it to, you know, animal to animal. But in New York, there was a zookeeper who had it, and then tigers got it. Tiger got it, yeah, yeah. Like, I heard. 
And then, so I was listening to Labitard, and he always has Ron McGill, who works at uh, Zoo Miami, uh, one of the zoos in Miami. And he was saying that, you know, he was suggesting to, like, you know, be careful with your dogs and, like, just try not to have face-to-face contact with your dogs just in case. Uh, since they've now realized that you can, you know, we apparently can pass it on to animals. And then I don't know how it affects the animals, if it affects them the same way. They were saying that the tigers had, like, dry cough. Uh, loss of appetite, stuff like that. So I don't know how it would affect dogs or anything, or if it's like, you know, deadly, or if it's more just like coughish. And I, I mean, I, so I don't know, but uh, he was suggesting that kind of stuff. And it's like, well, damn, this whole time, I'm always in my dog's face. Like, me too. Me too. You know, so it's like, oh, shit. Me too. So, I, yeah, it's tough, man. We don't know shit. We just going to. Wash your hands, wash your ass, brush your teeth, stay out of people's face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what Trump should have came out and said. <laughs> wash your ass, brush your teeth, and stay out of people's face. Exactly. You drink something hot in the morning when you wake yep. up. A little, a little tea right here, you know? Yep. Right. All right. I guess we got a action pack. I wish y'all could see my my uh, quotations, my air quotes, action-packed show for you guys today. We actually got a few things in sports out here. The NBA's 25-day plan to return. The MLB's possible realignment to suit uh, play in two two states, yep. Florida and Arizona, uh, to hopefully get their season underway. Uh, we got to say bye-bye to the XFL. Uh, they're shutting their doors. Uh, what else we got on the dockets today? You know what? We got some NFL things. We got uh, Christian McCaffrey become the highest paid running back. I have some thoughts about that. Yeah. Uh, we got uh, some some funny things here, too. We got UFC getting canceled right after we talked about it. <laughs> it seems to happen. It, it happens to us a lot. And then we have a we got a couple movie movie reviews to give since we've been we've been watching movies. So that's kind of our kind of our rundown for the day. And I'm sure we'll have a couple other things mixed in there as well. Yes, we will. All right. Well, like always, please follow us on Twitter at Balls Don't Lie Pod. That is Balls with a Z. You can follow me at Anton Balls Don't One and regular Stephen. Where can they follow you at? Reg Stephen BDL. All righty. All right. Well, let's get into it, man. NBA 25-day return plan. Something that we actually don't think is really going to happen probably, but if it does, apparently they want to have 11-day individual workout, individual yep. workouts, so basically everybody's still remaining uh, isolated, but I think they will they gain access to the facilities then at that point. Doing um, yeah, doing workouts. Yeah, okay. and then if things uh, progress as far as getting permission to actually have team team oriented practices and things of that nature, they will do a fourteen day training camp. Yeah, uh, which is, I mean, you got to man. You just yeah, these boys get out there and just start ramping all the way up right out the gate. You talk about losing your stars quickly, hammies and all your buys and tries and all this, you're going to be uh, (laughs) pulling everything, basically. These are the top-notch athletes, but 
even their bodies have well, their bodies have extreme wear and tear and need to be uh, warmed up just like a car in the wintertime. Yeah. So uh, I guess the real question is, do you even think we're going to get to this <laughs> at this point? The plan seems solid, of course, but will we even make it to actually try out this plan? I'm just going to say that I hope we do because I need some sports. <laughs> the one thing I find weird about this is, okay, so I understand, you know, the league executives that have been talked to, they're worried about players' inability to train during this quarantine time. And I guess I'm just a little confused about that because, I, I mean, I know not all of the players do, but I'm quite certain that these millionaire athletes have access to gyms. If they don't already have a gym at their house, um, most of them probably have gyms nicer or, or bigger than our homes at their house. A lot and of at least have access to it. Because if John and Mary can go to the motor motorcycle store, I have a hard time believing that millionaire athletes are just literally doing the whole self-isolating, not leaving their home. They're not... I just don't believe that. I don't believe that they don't have the ability to train. I'm I'm all for giving them the time. They absolutely need the time. But I'm just not buying it. I'm not buying that they don't have the ability to train right now. I'm just not. Most of these guys have the ability, have access to train. Because I'm training in my basement, and it's not anywhere near what they have the access to. And I know it's not the same as game speed and all of that. But... I just don't buy it, man. I don't buy it. And my fat ass can get out there and go run a game at the Y, and I'm okay. So these guys, you're talking about peak athletes, and they're expected, you know, their their threshold is different because <laughs> because because they're they're so in tune with how their body has to be, and their bodies are worth millions of dollars. So I understand. I totally get it. I'm just not buying the fact that they don't have access to training right now. I just don't buy that at all, not for one second. Well, I don't think it's not even that they don't have access to training. They don't have access to the level of training that they are, are used to having. But I know they say Giannis doesn't even have a basketball goal that he can get to in his, you know, inner proximity, wherever that is. Um, like certain players just don't have access to a hoop. It's different. It's different. Uh, what do you say? It's different playing in a game. And just sitting in the crib shooting jump shots, you know, it's just totally different. And then the level of these uh, NBA facilities, like the stuff that they actually use, whether it's cryogenics, whether it's the hot tubs, where it's you know all that stuff, all these players don't have it. All of them have made it to that level of you know having money. And some of them, more than likely, probably just never thought something like this would happen, where they actually are shut in their house. You know, some may be close to the facility, the actual stadium or have their local gym that they just, you know, go to because they don't want to have to buy all that stuff in their house. You know, so I, I don't in my mind, I, I, I'm kind of on your level, but I have to think of it as, on some real shit. Like everybody don't have it. I mean, everybody's not LeBron and you know, all this. So. Are they really? Are, I just and don't they, believe that these. I just don't believe that these millionaires are not leaving their homes because everybody's out here. I don't understand 
Okay, they don't have like what they don't have access to the ice tub, but like what are they doing in practice? I've had basketball practice before. What are they doing in practice? There is physical contact happening. People go to the grocery store, people are going to the hospital. If these guys need to meet with their trainer that I'm sure get paid, you know, the big bucks because they're working with a very wealthy clientele. You don't think that these trainers, these, you know, physical therapists, doctor, that they won't come to the house. I just don't, I don't, I don't believe that for one second. <laughs> I'm fine giving them the time they need to do it. I'm, I'm totally cool with it. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they shouldn't be entitled to it. All I'm saying is I'm just not buying that they don't have access to the same things because it seems that everybody has access to everything. Uh, even though you, you just can't go to stores, department stores, you can't go to the mall, you can't go to these kinds of places, but that's not stopping. You know, there's people having block parties for Easter. Uh, if, if the expensive doctor wants to go, you know, let's say, uh, Brandon Ingram needs, needs some doctor to come check on something he's got going on. He was Mm-hmm. He's getting some shots up. It feels a little tweaker. You think the team physician's not going to Brandon Ingram's house to give him a give him a look see? You think the the PT uh, can't go and do some strengthening work? You think all the guys that were rehabbing injuries are just all of a sudden have zero access to the rehab that they were getting? I, I just don't believe that for one second. Yeah, I, I, I think everybody's working out. Now I don't think nobody's just sitting in there playing PlayStation like me. <laughs> I don't think nobody is doing that. But it's just you know, there's levels to this. You know, right. they, have to, they have to ramp up to the you know the prime time level that they left off at. That's all. Right. Right. You don't want to risk your star player blowing something. You know, without that ramp up period. That's it. You know, even like NFL. Do you really think they're really out of shape, like that out of shape in the offseason? You know, they, they probably take a month off tops to not do nothing. But like they're still in supreme shape. It's just they got to get to another level because everybody's on that. That's, you know, supreme, supreme shape. You know, right. so that's all it is, I think. But yeah, I just don't. I mean. ACLs yeah, are torn in the middle of the season all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so what's okay. the, they're in prime shape then, and they're getting. Honestly, I think it's they'll be healthier because you get the fatigue is what usually leads to a lot of the injuries. So oh, yeah. let's just say this. Let's say so. Adam Silver, commissioner of the NBA, has said that they're not even looking at anything until May first. So let's say May first comes around. And they decide to put in this 25-day plan. That puts us into June. One of the things that I would like to talk about, because I think this is something that let's just let's let's go on the positive side here. And let's say we do get a an abbreviated finish to the season, however they would do it. I don't really know. And then and then we get playoffs. Let's just say we get that. Team chemistry. The chemistry that these teams had, that's gone. It's gone. If you were a team that was really gelling and then you just go away from each other for two months, three months, four months, and you come back, I mean, we could see some weird things happen. We assume it would be like, well, we'll just see the Bucks and the Lakers or Clippers like we thought we would. Maybe not. Not when, not when you're talking about a complete reset. I mean, it could get weird. Do you think that could be a big impact and, and 
add oh. more interest into it? I think it brings more intrigue. I mean, of course, that's going to be uh, in play. That's kind of probably why they part 14 days of training camp. It's not all about, you know, being in shape and warming the body back up. It's also about team chemistry. The NBA yeah. doesn't want a sleeper to come in and right. steal, the, steal the spotlight just because team chemistry. <laughs> right. That would be right. the weakest bit ever, you know. So, yeah, it, it could play a, a big part. I think the biggest thing that's happening, though, is what you said. The body's fatigued. Like, people are rested now. Right. This is, this is a rejuvenation period, especially for the older guys in the league. than you know, LeBron's and all the other <laughs> older guys. Like, you just got to take a break so your body is not beat down. Right. So, yeah, that's the <laughs> output of this. So, uh, uh, outcome of this. But yeah. team chemistry is a big thing, big thing. Right. I, I, you know, I'm straight Lakers with me, so you know everything I mention is going to be Lakers. But I seen a an interview with LeBron, or it might have been just a comment, but he was talking about team chemistry. He he didn't he couldn't believe how fast they started gelling. As far as the yeah. Lakers, yeah. You know, it kind of you know obviously sucks that it stopped now, and that could have put a little damper on what they built, but chemistry, it, it comes pretty fast when you have high level players on your team. So I don't worry about the top level teams when it comes to chemistry in this, but it, it would suck if, <laughs> if say uh, the Memphis Grizzlies somehow beat a top tier team. Right. That's the little, little break we had. That was suck. Well, and that's why I've heard them talk about a single and we were talking about the single elimination thing for like early rounds. Oh it's yeah. Like, they said like, I don't want to see the five game though. But then the second two rounds or the next two rounds were single elimination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't want to see that either. Oh but uh but uh yeah, I mean it's I don't know. What are the chances though that <laughs> if we get a season to come back that Kawhi Leonard still has to load manage for the rest of the season? <laughs> <laughs> Ah. Oh man! Oh, I don't even know. I, to be honest, if he actually load manages when he comes, if they do come back, I might stop liking him because I I like Kawhi still. And you know, it's weird. The load management thing is weird, but I I do like Kawhi. But come on, bro, you've been load management the whole season, and then you get a month off. I don't want to hear that shit no more. He should be pretty much fully healthy. <laughs> right now so. you'd think i would like him if i knew anything about him if he ever talked i'd like him maybe but it's That's hard i do like him he's not a spotlight guy he doesn't really care about none of that shit he just wants to play some basketball that's what that's why i do like it but <laughs> i wish i had his lap on deck right now <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah but all right man oh uh, one thing real quick one thing real quick um i just wanted to credit the uh that that report from the 25 day plan came from brian windhorse and i wanted to um brian windhorse of espn i wanted to tell you and i guess tell everybody else there's a cool thing about lebron uh because windhorse has covered lebron he kind of was known for that uh not so much recently but in the start of lebron's career windhorse had covered lebron from the time he was in high school and kind of followed him to the nba and then followed him not really followed him to Miami, but he talks about all of this on 
Uh, an episode of South Beach uh, Sessions where uh, Lebetard interviews Windhorse, and they talk a lot about LeBron and a lot about LeBron's business dealings and th- things he's done in business world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a really, really cool listen. So for anybody out there that's a LeBron fan, um, I, it's and <laughs> nobody knows more of the LeBron story, certainly in terms of media, than Brian Windhorse. So uh, it's a really cool listen. So I wanted to shout out him for that also because he wrote this article. So it just made me think of that. Made me think of that podcast episode that it's definitely worth the listen for people. So, yeah. You made me just think of something that I watched, but I'm actually waiting until we talk about the movie stuff. It was basketball. Cool. Um, yeah, excuse me. Uh, I guess one more thing. Did you watch any of the horse? No, I couldn't bring myself to do it, man. First of all, I watched one match, and that was a, a replay. The uh, Zach Levine <laughs> and uh, and uh, Paul Pierce. Okay. All bad, bro. All bad. Horse to nothing. Zach Levine. Really? So fast. It was so funny. Paul Pierce looked so out of shape. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Even, it was so bad. It was so bad. That's the only one I watched. I heard Chris Paul lost to, I forget the girl's name, but he lost to her. Yep. I think Trey Young advanced and all that, but I haven't seen any of that stuff. I just saw the, the Zach Levine and Paul Pierce, and it was a, it was deplorable perform, a deplorable performance by Paul Pierce. <laughs> I expect no less. That's the truth. Uh, but but the thing, <laughs> the thing I will say about that, I appreciate all of their effort. I appreciate the NBA's effort in trying to give us something sports related to watch, but that wasn't it. <laughs> it's not it. I heard it was really bad, and when I heard that, I just decided I wasn't going to tune in. But uh, I appreciate the effort, but <laughs> that was a swing and a miss. <laughs> all right. Well, let's move on. Uh, MLB realignment. Regular season. Yeah. A little breakdown of that. This is your specialty. I'll chime in later. Yeah. So the Major League Baseball is trying to figure out a way to still have their season. And it sounds like what they're going to, or at least what they're thinking of, is breaking it down by where these teams use their spring training. You know, there's spring training in Florida which is the Grapefruit League, and then you have spring training in Arizona, which is the Cactus League. Shout and out. Trying, to break it, trying to break it down by uh, basically proximity to wherever, like, like geographic location. So wherever your spring training facility is, putting all the ones that are closest together and creating divisions out of those. So instead of having an American League, National League, we're going to be looking at a Cactus League and a Grapefruit League. And instead of having American League East with those two teams or with those teams, you're going to have a mix up. You're going to have National League and American League teams in the same division. You're going to, I mean, it's just going to be crazy. So look, let's look at this. You have some specific numbers that I want to get into, but I just want to run down first the divisions and then just the whole idea of how they would even do this and if it's even possible. But first, I want to get into the divisions because I think that's interesting. So in the Grapefruit League down in Florida, you have in the North Division, the Yankees, Phillies, Blue Jays, Tigers, and Pirates. In the South Division, you have the Red Sox, Twins, Braves, Rays, and Orioles. 
In the East Division, you have the Nationals, Astros, Mets, Cardinals, and Marlins. And then you go over to Arizona, and you got the Northeast League with the Cubs, Giants, Diamondbacks, Rockies, and A's. And then you go to the West with Dodgers, White Sox, Reds, Indians, Angels. And then in the Northwest, you have the Brewers, Padres, Mariners, Rangers, and Royals. It's very interesting. Very. I, the, <laughs> the reason I like this, and I really hope that this happens, it's horrible because you're going to be watching games at spring training facilities. It's going to take away the, the cool effect of watching games, at least on TV, in terms of like the whole atmosphere. But if you're not going to have people in the stands anyways, and I don't see what the difference is, right? So you're still getting to see baseball. And you're getting to see something that's very different. It's something that I've been actually a big change for. I'm not one of those baseball people that's like scared of changes. I want progression in this sport because that's one of the reasons why the sport is dying. Mm -hmm. I actually have always been a proponent of doing away with divisions and just having leagues. Leagues, yeah, yeah. Because there's too many times where you'll have like three of the best teams in one league in the same division. Yeah, I mean, you've we've seen this with uh, I saw it with the National League Central one year with the Cardinals, Cubs and Pirates. They all made the playoffs. And then a couple years ago, you had Red Sox the year they won the World Series and the Yankees both winning 100 plus games. And then you had the Rays winning 90, uh -huh. which is a really solid season. So you look at a team like the Rays in that scenario and you go, OK, well, if you didn't play a division with a 108 win team when the Red Sox and a 100 win team and the Yankees. Because you obviously your schedule is weighted to play those teams way more than you play anybody else. Mm -hmm. So inherently, your schedule is harder than somebody from the American League Central who has a team coming out of it, winning their division, winning 93 games. Right. So you look at that and it just doesn't seem I just don't like it. I just don't like it at all. I think you can balance the schedule if you just make it a whole American League National League. You can just balance the schedule out. You can play every team the same amount of times. And you can still have interleague play all that stuff. So I'm that's just to say I'm I'm someone that's for change. So this is like when I saw this, I was like, whoa, please give me some of that. I would love to see some changes like this, just to see a grapefruit cactus. That give me all of that. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So and then the, the biggest issue that's been, you know talked about out there a lot of the players don't seem to want to be quarantined away from their family you're talking about you know basically like they were going to do with the nba yeah. they're going to lock these teams down in a bubble for you know the the you know workers and food prep people and umpires all these yeah. are all going to be basically locked into wherever they are i mean they're they're going to try to keep them so that they can't go out and mingle with people and all this kind of stuff that's a tall, tall order. It's a big ask of these guys. But I think if it comes down to getting a paycheck this year, because if it's this or no season, then a lot of these guys aren't getting money. So if it comes down to getting money or not, I'm sure that a lot of these guys can. And it's going to be an abbreviated season anyways. They, we're already supposed to be playing baseball. So, you know, I think I think if they can – if they can find a way to do it, I think it would be really awesome. I think it would be really awesome. Yeah, I mean, most players are going to get the money. They have to. Right. You know, they have expensive lifestyles. It's yep. paycheck to paycheck, really, for them also, a lot of them, just because how expensive, you know, the, the 
you know, expensive they live. So, right. yeah, being away from your family for however long the season is, that's <laughs> that's tough too. You talk about team chemistry, that could blow up team chemistry real bad. You ever been around somebody so long that they just start getting on your nerves for no reason? Sure. That that could happen. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, it does look interesting. Definitely some weird, you know, player, you know, team groupings here. I'm looking at like, but yeah, I hate National League and American League. I don't, I don't really like it just because they have different sets of rules, but they play in the same league. That's that just doesn't make sense to me. So that's the thing I don't understand. That'd be like the AFC and the NFC. Like one of them is not allowed to use a tight end or something. Like what? What? <laughs> Why is this like this? It doesn't make any sense. If you're going to have a DH, have it in both leagues or don't, whatever. Right. But but make it a, a uniform rule. Right. Um, Especially when you have interleague play. One team has <laughs> to adapt to the other other styles. Like, are you going to have a, a pitcher over here taking batter practice for the week just because you know you're about to play the, the A's at home? You know what I mean? Like, why? Right. Why are right. you doing it? That's an automatic out for you. <laughs> right. Well, and I've always been a proponent of the of the DH anyway, just because it's more exciting. It's it is more exciting. Like, I don't want to watch the pitchers hit. Sorry. No. I understand it creates a little more strategy. Maybe, you know, there's there's different substitutions you have to make because when you're replacing a pitcher, now you have to account for that in the order, whereas in the American League, you don't. Um, you can just make pitching substitutions as is. But that doesn't. When you actually watch American League, the strategy is still there. You can't tell me that Kevin Cash, one of the most creative managers, he's a manager of the race. Uh, he's one of the most creative managers in baseball, and they do some of the most funky stuff in baseball, probably the most funky stuff in baseball. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of strategy going on there with a DH. You can still have strategy with a DH. So, Of course. Yeah. So the people that argue that, it just doesn't, you know, it doesn't really hold any water with me. So the next thing I want to talk about, so you have some numbers, right? So you have, you went through and you looked at power rankings for this season, right? And tried tried to figure out, okay, what would be based on power rankings, the toughest divisions if they were realigned this way? So what what do you got? Because I I didn't do that and I'm glad you did. So what did you come up with? All right, so uh, first of all, the power rankers are based off of uh, Bleacher Report. Okay. It came out in, in the end of February or beginning of March, so they might be somewhat outdated. I don't know if any moves have been made to change things around, so just take that with a grain of salt. But uh, according to the numbers, I'll go weakest division to the best division. Sure. Uh, Do you want me to try to guess them? Just yeah. Looking at them? Go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Because yeah. I haven't seen the power rankings. So let me look real quick, just to take a look at these. Uh, we talked about the one with the Rays, and then we talked about that before. So let me go ahead and look here. The weakest one to me looks like the northwest of the cactus. You are correct. Okay. Good and job. then, And then I would have to go with the north of the grapefruit. Good job. <laughs> you got that too. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then we start get looking pretty similar. I guess then I would have to go with the let's say 
Eh. Let's say the west of the cactus. Uh, that is wrong. What about the northeast of the cactus? That is correct. And then the west of the cactus. That is wrong also. Okay. We're <laughs> south south of the grapefruit. Yes. Yeah. And then and then the west of the cactus. Yes. And then the east of the yeah. grapefruit would be the best one. Yep. <clears throat> so all I did was add up their numbers and then divide it by five or whatnot. It was very close between the grapefruit north and the northeast of the cactus. Uh, both of them had a uh, see the northeast had a seventeen flat. The north yeah. had a seventeen point four. So you can see how slim is basically the same. Uh, yeah. The number one was eleven point eight. Okay. Uh, Number two was 12.4, three was 13.6, uh, you know, so the last was 20.8. So, yeah, yeah. You're, you're pretty yeah. smooth with that, though. You, you got pretty much what you <laughs> <laughs> Well, because well, if you look, you go Grapefruit League East, okay? So you got the Nationals, they won the World Series. You got the Astros, they were in the World Series. You got the Mets with a good pitching staff. You got the Cardinals who won the Central, and you got the Marlins who suck. But yeah. you've got three division winners in that division. Um, and then the, the Cactus League West, you got the Dodgers who've been winning 100 games every year, it seems like, and you still get the Reds, Indians, Angels, uh, Northeast. Northeast is basically the American League, uh, National League West plus Cubs and A's. You got the Giants, Diamondbacks, and Rockies. So that's interesting. Um, the South one with the Rays, man, I – I was excited for the Rays to get. I thought, man, maybe I knew that the Red Sox and the Yankees both have facilities in Florida, but I was kind of hoping that they'd get away from the Red Sox and Yankees. But then they get stuck Red Sox, Twins, Braves. Like, Twins and Braves won their divisions last year. The Red Sox won the World Series two years ago, and the Rays won 97. That's a tough division right there. Yeah. I mean, the <laughs> Orioles are horrible, but still, <laughs> damn. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was interesting going through these. Obviously, I don't follow baseball, but seeing where these teams are at in other people's eyes, you know, it's it's clear that the East is the best team, uh, the best division, just based on these numbers. But the South is very close. They have three three teams in the top ten. Yeah, the only division that had three teams. But and you really could say the South is the best if you want to. Baltimore is just that trash. They're the worst team in the right. Game. They skew that average really bad because they're they're the worst. <laughs> yeah, the Red Sox at nineteen. Yeah, I don't know how true that is or whatnot, but yeah, they, they, say that's. I'm the curious best. though. Where did they have? Where it's probably pretty accurate with the Red Sox. They've kind of fallen off, but um, where where did they have Twins, Braves, Rays? Where are they ranked? So the Twins are the sixteenth. The number six, the the Braves are number five, and the Rays are number eight. So okay. I don't know how good you know accurate that is, but you know three top ten teams, it's tough. <laughs> I think it's pretty accurate. I think it's pretty accurate. I mean, give or take, but I think they're in the right ballpark there. Um, this has the Dodgers as number one power yeah. rank right now. Mm -hmm. uh, number two was the Yankees. Mm -hmm. Three is Houston. Uh, number four is the Nats. Uh, five, Atlanta. Six, the Twins. Seven is Philly. Eight is the Rays. Nine is the A's. And ten is, who, who was number ten? Damn, I got to find it. 
Tampa, oh, uh, the Brewers. Mm. That's the top 10. They got the Cubs coming in at 11. Okay. That's surprising. I thought uh, that seems – I'll take that for the Cubs. That's uh, – I would have had them more middle. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I'm not I'm not uh, sure what's going on there. They, we'll get into that on a different podcast. But uh, yeah, have, it just – They have the Reds at 13. Is how, how accurate is that? I think it's good. I think the Reds – I think the Reds are going to be way better. They've spent a lot of money this offseason. Uh, brought in some good good pieces. Uh, I think the Reds are going to make some noise. So I think that's pretty pretty good. I think I'm going to have to start following the Reds again, man. I think we need a rivalry on the podcast. You should. I think I'm going to start following them again. That's my team from the 90s, but obviously I fell off and they sucked for a long time. So You should. I would say that stadium, we went to – so last year we went to Cubs-Reds um, – in Cincinnati, me and Emma did. Mm-hmm. And uh, the stadium was really cool. It was really nice, right on the river, um, right right downtown. Really cool, really cool, really cool stadium, really good experience. Uh, the game didn't go well. The Reds killed the Cubs. But um, <laughs> so we were, I mean, we were talking about going <laughs> before all this stuff happened. We were talking about making a trek to Cincinnati to see another game this year. Okay, because um, it's not that far away, and it's it's way more affordable than going to Wrigley, um, and way less hassle dealing with downtown Chicago, and um, it's a really good experience. So, I, yeah, I, I think, uh, <laughs> damn it, if we're not going to get a season, I don't think it sounds like we're going to get a, a chance to go to a game. But next year, hopefully, we have uh, sports and everything. <laughs> things are back to normal next year, and more than twelve months. Uh, we can go to go to some Reds Reds games. I, they, it was really nice. So yeah, you should do that so we can have some uh, something to go back and forth with, especially with them being division uh, division rivals there. So I have to do that. I'll tell you what sucks though is my my wife's cousin, the one I told you uh, has a full ride at Cincinnati. Yep. Yep. He's probably gonna have to miss his first whole season. Yeah. Well. Yeah. He'll no, no. I take that back. He's a senior this year, so he'll he'll miss his senior season of uh, high school baseball, if I'm not mistaken. And then it's possible. I I guess he might be able to make his first season at Cincinnati. I just thought about that. I keep forgetting yeah. how. But regardless, that's all pointing towards me going to Cincinnati, uh, and obviously uh, rooting for the Reds. <laughs> and I'm definitely gonna go to some of his games when they're available. So. I definitely invite y'all to come watch because that's your thing. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'd love to go watch. I want to go to some Purdue games. Have you seen? Okay, so I know we talked about this before, but the uh, been more development on the stadium over here at Columbia Park. Uh, look, looking pretty cool. Looking pretty cool. I haven't been over there in a minute. So yeah, it's uh, they're still working, <laughs> still working on it. <laughs> so it's I don't think it wasn't it wasn't planned on being done for this season. I think the aviators were gonna play over at Purdue's field. Um but I'm I'm excited to see it when it opens up. So well, hopefully sooner than later. Yep. Yes indeed. All right, man. Well let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll talk some a little NFL, some XFL, and then a few other topics and then we'll get out of here. Sounds good. 
All right, we'll be right back on Balls Don't Lie. Let's go. Welcome back to Balls Don't Lie. Let's talk uh, some pigskin real quick. Uh, first, I guess we'll start with the NFL. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, man, just got some money. Uh, Four-year extension. He said averaging about 16 per year. It's a big contract for the running backs, man. Is anybody ever going to learn their lesson on not to pay these running backs the top upper echelon dollars? Is anybody well, going to figure that out? Well, I guess if you're going to do it, though, he's the kind of guy you'd want to do it with, right? Because he was, uh, was he a rookie last year, right? Last year was the second year, I believe, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, it was the second year. But Well, I guess if you're going to give them the big money, it's better to do it early instead of waiting for their rookie contract to run up and then trying to give it to them. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they their usage of him was so heavy last year. Yeah. I would say I would say he deserves the money. Um, sure. especially with the usage but uh yeah i mean i don't know we've seen these not work out with a number of guys so i guess there's some risk involved but you know it is what it is that's that's a lot of money a lot of money for a position that seems like you can kind of replace it pretty easy so i don't know yeah i mean i it's tough to you know to reproduce his production by somebody else you know he had 13, uh, let's see, 1,387 yards rushing. He had 116 catches for 1,000-plus yards last year, and he had 19 total touchdowns. So that's a that's a beast of a season. But once again, the most injury-prone position in the league is running back. Ask Todd Gurley, who we'll get to in a second. The game contract he had didn't pan out very well. Who was the last one that got it? David Johnson. I forget what his contract was, but as soon as he got his contract, he was pretty much going downhill, injury prone, yeah. all that. Then you had Le'Veon Bell last year. I mean, I don't know if it was necessarily Le'Veon's fault that his season sucked. Right. But, you know, the squad is well, well, period. You pay all this money. That's why Steelers didn't do it. And it's like, it's not really worth it. All you need is a, a good a running back. A great one is usually not worth the price. Right, because if you look at some of the highest paid running backs in the last, well, whatever, 10 years, uh, winning doesn't seem to be surrounded them. You know, you look at Adrian Peterson, once he got the big money, they didn't have very many good seasons with him with that contract. Mm-hmm. They had some good seasons with him, but not necessarily with that contract. Mm-hmm. Um, you talk about the, you know, the girly. We look at Zeke Elliott. And we can say, well, it's hard to replace Christian McCaffrey's production, but that production didn't lead to wins. So, you know, if if I'm looking and saying, okay, well, what's the value of that production? If that production doesn't lead to wins, how valuable is it? If right. you can do it with two or three backs, I pr- much prefer, unless you just have an all-time great. And I don't think McCaffrey is that. But unless you just have an all-time great. I need, I'm more lean towards like, I'd rather have the San Francisco 49ers style where I got 
like three or four running backs, you all have maybe a little bit different uh, thing going on and then, you know, kind of get you at least two, give me two, you know, different contrasting styles of running back, whatever. But, you know, have a guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield, have your, have your ground pound guy, uh, have your every down back. You need your, your third down guy. That's going to be your guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield, uh, pick up a blitz, whatever. But, um, you know, that, that seems like a cheaper option and a more efficient option. Cause then if one of them goes down, you still have the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're putting all the eggs in one basket, I, I worry a little bit about that. It's not to say he doesn't deserve it. I'm just not quite so sure, uh, sure that that's the uh, smartest way to build a roster in the NFL. When you look at, um, all, some of the other rosters that have, uh, been winning, uh, they didn't have high paid running backs. So you look at the Patriots barely had running backs. You know, they just throw anybody back there, you know, they'll whatever running back by committee um, 49ers. And we the list goes on and on of teams that have been successful without high paid running backs. So, yeah, risky. Nine times out of 10, if your running back has great numbers, it's because your quarterback is trash. Most of the time. time. So, you know, these numbers, like you said, somebody got to get them. But it is amazing that he accumulated this amount of numbers, knowing that their QB was trash. Because all you have to do is load the box up on, you know, these type of running backs. But he still managed to get the numbers. So it's not a big guy. So I worry about injuries. But we'll see. Shout out to uh, Mr. McCaffrey. I was about to say, what is that name? Ed McCaffrey? (laughs) Is that his dad? Yeah, that is his dad. Is it? Like, uh-huh. oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Ed McCaffrey from the Broncos. Yep, yep. So I guess yeah. shout out to him first and foremost because he paid the way. He created him. So, <laughs> so you know, oh, shout out to Ed McCaffrey's wife. <laughs> shout, out. <laughs> shout out to the McCaffreys. <laughs> got the jeans out there. <laughs> Sticking with the football team. And uh, overpaid running backs. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Mr. Uh, Ty Gurley, um, now uh, an Atlanta Falcon, has chosen to wear number 21 uh, with the Falcons with the d- disapproval of Mr. Primetime himself, who has later come out in a tweet and said it was not that deep. <laughs> but should uh, Mr. Gurley even care that it was uh, Primetime's number? I'm not sure why Deion Sanders cares that it was his number. He played for 800 teams. Like, you can't bogart all the 21s, dude. He played <laughs> for the Falcons, Cowboys, and 49ers. You can't be right. telling everybody they can't wear 21 everywhere he played. You didn't even play. The most seasons he played wasn't even with the Falcons. So, I don't know. I, I, he, but Deion does seem like the type of guy that would, uh, you know, be kind of like that. Yeah. Only only thing I could think of that would that would concern me if it if he used the uh, twenty one would be actual jersey sales. Like I don't know if like the prime time Atlanta jersey is a you know a big big thing, but if it is, it is kind of confusing with another person walking around with twenty one on. That's the only jersey that I could think of that he's worn that I would somewhat have an issue with. But well, it's very petty. Well, they had someone wearing 21 the last five years. I forget who it was, but it was a corner. And 
the thing is the Falcons don't retire numbers. They have a ring of honor, you know, type of thing that they do, but they mm-hmm. don't retire numbers. So but I don't, I don't know why you have to ask, like, does, do we need to go ask, you know, uh, <laughs> Marshall Falk or these guys, they can wear the, like, you didn't, you haven't been playing for a long time. Do I need your permission to wear your number? Like, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> Overall, it's petty though. It is very petty. Yeah. It's very petty. And, uh, yeah, it, it seems like this Dion type of thing. But I will say if Gurley don't produce, he's gonna hear about this though. <laughs> yeah. About it. yeah, probably from Dion. <laughs> he got my number out here looking all trashy. Respecting <laughs> that 21 out here. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Well, still sticking with the pigskin theme. Um, on a sadder note, the XFL have officially closed their doors. Uh yeah. not return, apparently. Uh, something I really don't get because obviously we're too broke to understand millionaire talk. But it is very sad. The league had a lot of promise. Every time we've talked about it, we've kind of raved about it because it looked like good football. You know, obviously not the best players in the world. If they were, they would be in the NFL. But it was a lot of hungry players that was looking for a chance to just play football for a living or advance to possibly at the next level, if given the opportunity, which some have, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but how do you feel about the XFL uh, dismantling? <laughs> it's just really bad luck. And I'm, I don't like the people that are piling on saying, oh, I told you this league wouldn't work. That's not it. And that, right. unfortunately, that's how it's going to be remembered, though. Because once time goes on, it'll just be remembered that it was a league. It just didn't work again. But it sounded like before this all happened that they were going to be able to have a second season. They were planning on having a second season. Things were going according to plan. And they just caught this at the absolute worst possible time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're talking about some of these leagues that have a stockpile of cash in case things like this happen. Really, they can still pay employees and all that kind of stuff. But I don't think with losing the TV money, maybe that was the kind of the big thing that was like, whoa, we don't even have the rest of the season for TV money coming Mm -hmm. in. And it probably, they were probably needing that to push them forward. I think when you only have four weeks for it, you just didn't get a chance for it to latch on enough to bring it back next season. I think it would have worked if they brought it back. It's hard. For me. I mean, without knowing the financials of it, you know, it's hard to really, you know, to know exactly what they could or couldn't have done. But I can imagine the logistics would be very hard when you're having to lay off all your employees um, and then to have to refill. All, you know, all, you can't expect those people just sit around if you can't pay them. So, you know, having to go back and refill all the positions that you had just let go. You know, I think that's uh, that. It's a lot of issues, and I think it's not just going to be the XFL. I think you're going to see this happen with other leagues, uh, other smaller leagues, mm-hmm. and uh, even even some college uh, programs. You know, of certain sports, I think are going to go go away uh, at certain schools that can't afford it. And you talk about, you know, you're still paying head coaches, you're still paying trainers, you're still paying all those people, and you're not getting any income. So. 
you know, it's uh, tough. It's tough, man. It's 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 really tough. It's affected a lot of people. It's really a bummer. We both were were liking the XFL. Definitely. The, were. the positive is it did give a certain amount of guys, and you have those guys, the opportunity to show what they got and maybe get an NFL contract. So if we can find a positive, maybe that's the certain number of guys that it allowed to um, either go le- relive their dream for a little while or uh, audition for the opportunity to uh, play in the NFL. And we have some guys that have done that. Yeah. Um, yeah. A couple of the star names that um, we kind of followed uh, PJ Walker, the quarterback for the uh, the Houston Roughnecks. They sign, he signs a deal with the, the Panthers. Yep. Um, Jordan Tiamo. He signs a deal with uh, the Chiefs. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All the prints in the world. <laughs> yep. Think about it. And then, uh, you know, some random players in here. But who you, want, who you think was the most active with uh, their uh, XFL player pursuit? <laughs> uh, probably the Patriots. You said the Patriots? I would think they would look into it pretty hard, the way they do things. But I don't know who. who uh... Well. That is wrong. Uh, the answer is my Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> really? I saw uh, they had signed a guy. Huh? I saw that they had signed a guy. Yeah. Let me see how many players is on this list right here. I don't know. There's probably a list of maybe 15, uh, 12 to 15 players here that I got. But the uh, Steelers have picked up five players from the exit. Really? Five. They got a D-Lyman, uh, Dwayne Hendricks. Uh, Christian Kuntz, I, I hope that's what you said, that's how you say his name. Too. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to go with Kuntz. Uh, linebacker, and then uh, who else you got? A DB, Tyree Cannell from the D.C. Defenders. Uh, the Kayvon Walker, the leading sack getter in uh, XFL, they got him, a D-tackle. And it was somebody else. I probably rolled over him, but five players, dude. Steelers uh must love the XFL also. Yeah. <laughs> but shout out to those players who at least get to hopefully live out their dream, at least go to training camp and get that check and see what else happens. But it is very sad. I we will, you know how much uh NFL XFL would gobble up if they could just play right now. Even when they're in the stands. <laughs> yeah, if they could just play. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's, that makes almost tear coming to my eye for that one because I like the XFL. Yeah, not- it was cool. It was a good. It was a cool thing. It's just, it's just such bad luck, man. It's just such bad luck. Oh, okay. Moving on to other canceled things. Yeah. Skin related. Uh, we talked about it on our last episode. Uh, Dana White trying to find venues for the <laughs> UFC 249. And right when we get off the air, what do they do? They cancel. They cancel. <laughs> <laughs> this has happened to us a number of times where we've talked about things and then all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. I remember this happened to us like when we were talking about trying to predict the three point contest winner or the. The skills competition, and then like as soon as we talk about it, like guys dropped out of it. Like I remember one, Dame Lillard was one of them. 
Uh, we didn't even know who all was in it because it just, <laughs> just when we recorded, it was completely different. So that's just funny to me. We seem to be having bad luck with that. Every time we talk about something, it completely gets negated by <laughs> the news that comes out right after we record <laughs> that it was canceled or something changed or whatever. But that's that's pretty funny to me. <laughs> bad luck, man. Bad luck. That's all it is. But all right, man. I guess our last topic. You've been on your Netflix game. You got a couple movies you just watched quite recently that you want yeah. to talk about. Yep. Uh, <laughs> one, of uh, one of them's Rambo. <laughs> I watched the, <laughs> the, new, <laughs> the newest Rambo. <laughs> is it the last, what is it called? Last Blood? Yep, Rambo, Last Blood. Mm. Um, the thing I, I will say this for the Rambo movies they don't waste time. Like, you're pretty much right in the thick of it within like 10 minutes. There's no fucking around. <laughs> so, like, this is a, you know, hour and a half movie. We talked about one of our biggest critiques with movies is they go too long. Every movie's two and a half hours now. Well, this thing's an hour and a half. Right. And uh, so they don't they don't mess around. They got to get into it. <laughs> and Sylvester Stallone, he's just right there in it. Uh, they take like five minutes to kind of set up the story, and then he's kicking asses. So it was pretty cool. I like <laughs> the movie. I like action movies. I will say one of the things about the Rambo movies, the last one, which was him as an older guy, and then this one, he's older, obviously. Uh, the the level of uh, <laughs> I don't know how to word this. The the gore when they like let's say someone gets shot in the face, yeah. like their head really explodes. Like it looks like someone smack like Gallagher's out here smashing watermelons. Like their head just goes pew. So it's like it was really kind of alarming when I first. I was like, dang, they're really showing that. Like his head's really just exploded into a million pieces all over the screen. So so there's that. Um, so if you have young kids, maybe no, maybe no bueno, but <laughs> you know, for me being action, I like action movies and, uh, I like the Rambo series. So that, that one was good. I liked it. I would recommend it for people that like action movies like that to watch it just cause you know, what the hell else you got to do. I, I would love to know the body count of the Rambo movies. Rambo has been killing people for 40 years. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's lethal. 40 years, man. Yeah. I mean, he just can't seem to, he always finds a way to get himself <laughs> some, some things. Rambo need to go somewhere and sit down. <laughs> oh, <laughs> random fact here, because I started, I was like, well, how old is Sylvester Stallone? So he's 73, and then I got to looking, and did you know Chuck Norris is 80? Damn, for real? Yeah, and he looks good. I mean, not good, you know what I mean, but he like, he does not look 80. I mean, he looks like he can still be out here kicking asses. Oh, man. I'm sure he's still got a couple kung fu moves ready for him. That's for sure. <laughs> Damn, Did you, you ever look up the Chuck Norris memes where, uh, like, like Chuck Norris doesn't get malaria? Uh, that's not one. <laughs> let, me, let me do a quick... <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me look some... <laughs> Fail. Let me look some of these Chuck Norris memes up here real quick. And uh, well, let's see. The Rifle thing is the funniest thing to me. The what? When he's had, he's, uh, he got him set up shooting the sniper. 
and then it cuts the people falling after he shoots. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's some of the best, uh, YouTube watching you can get right there. <laughs> uh, so here we got a couple here. Uh, oh, let's see. The flu has to get Chuck Norris shots once a year. <laughs> uh, Chuck Chuck Norris built the hospital he was born in. Damn. Um, <laughs> Chuck Norris drove his mom home from the hospital after he was born. <laughs> Guns carry Chuck Norris for protection. <laughs> Chuck Norris, all the respect right now. Damn. <laughs> Carry Chuck Norris for protection. Dude. That's the <laughs> respect. Uh, death once had a near Chuck Norris experience. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Norris uses pepper spray to season his meat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Chuck Norris doesn't turn on the shower. He stares at it until it starts to cry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why this. It's just, can you imagine being Chuck Norris and like you're in Walker, Texas Ranger or whatever the hell else he did? And now, can you imagine being famous memes? Like you're just you're a person that people just sit around and make memes about. <laughs> Great, as long as they're good. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have a special appearance in the background? They thought she was gonna uh, just creep in on the shot. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> Miss uh, Miss Emma is down here doing homework now. So, what up, Eminem? <laughs> Hi, you're on a podcast. <laughs> uh, Chuck Norris once passed six kidney stones. They were subsequently collected by Thanos and embedded into a gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's my favorite one, I think. <laughs> no, they're doing too much. Uh, All right. <laughs> Chuck Norris. Uh, did you have another movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did have another movie. You don't wait, you don't want me to just sit here and read Chuck Norris memes for another 20 minutes? Whole <laughs> <laughs> podcast on Chuck Norris. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah, I watched, last night I watched this movie. I thought it was going to be horrible, but I thought I was just going to use it to fall asleep, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was called, uh, <laughs> the, the name alone uh, <laughs> made me think it was horrible. It was called Bloodfather. <laughs> Bloodfather. Uh, and it's Mel Gibson who had kind of fallen off the face of the earth because of all the stuff with the, you know, he got himself in some trouble saying some anti-Jew things. I think is what it was. Um, mm -hmm. But anyway, so he kind of, you know, Whatever, but anyways, he's the main character. I'm not really give too much away. Kind of his daughter is kind of a mess up. Uh, he's he's come on some hard times or whatever. But uh, it's it's another action movie. Um, she gets in some trouble with some some gang members, basically uh, some high ups, and uh, she runs to him to help her, uh, you know, get out of trouble. So. It's a nonstop action movie, but it's actually, man, it was, I was expecting to be way worse quality, way worse acting, but it really wasn't. It was actually pretty good. It's on Netflix. Um, so good action movie, a uh, pretty good story. It turns out to be a pretty good story. So that was mm -hmm. one I watched last night. 
unexpectedly felt like I need to stay up and watch the rest of it. So, um, you know, one of those movies. Understood. <clears throat> I don't know if I'll watch that, but <laughs> it's good. Gotcha. Uh, okay, before we get out of here, I had one movie that I watched, and it was a documentary. It was on Vince Carter called The Carter Effect. Have you watched that before? I have not. Uh, it's on, yeah, it's on Netflix. I, it's, I think it came out like two years ago, though. But it's just talking about, you know, him arriving in Toronto, uh, how not of a basketball town it was back then, and kind of the struggles he had to go through, and, you know, just illuminating his career and all the the decisions and him and Tracy McGrady finding out their cousins and all that stuff. It was just a good watch. It just made me think of how long Vince Carter has been in the league. Yeah. <laughs> they had you know, of uh, Steph Curry because his dad played uh, played with Vince Carter his first I think. <laughs> That's so weird. That's so weird, but it showed uh, Steph and uh, what's Steph's brother's name? Uh, Seth? Seth. Yeah, Seth. Seth. So both of them in the, the, the arena shooting around and it looked like they were, you know, 10, 10, 11 years old. So Vince Carter came in the league in 1997 and he's still playing. <laughs> That's so weird. Crazy. So put some respect on Vince Carter name, y'all out here. He's going to be a Hall of Famer just, just based on how long he played. I don't know if he really has those numbers, but, you know, we'll see. That's a conversation we should have. Yeah, I think yeah. Well, and the thing that sucks for him, the hard thing for him was he never won a championship. Yeah, uh, I believe he was on that Nets team with Jason Kidd that went to the finals. I think championship. He was playing yeah. at that time, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. He, long career. The thing that sucks for him really is just the another. He didn't have the same, you know going out parade that all some of the other guys had, but to have it cut short by the coronavirus because he was going to retire. So he never got to have, you know, when he played his last game, they didn't know that was, he probably didn't know that was going to be his last game. Um, so it didn't necessarily get the send off maybe that he deserved to have because of all of this. So maybe if the season comes back and they have a couple extra games, you know, Vince Carter can get a send off, but uh, I hope so. yeah. I hope yeah. So. He That's for sure. He definitely deserves it. He he's the he should be the blueprint of how you should end your career if you really love the game. Right. <laughs> he didn't go, he didn't go ring chasing. That one of the few stars that didn't do that. Right. Like, he didn't he didn't really care about it after a while. But he just wanted to contribute, be a, a big brother to all the little the young guys out here. So shout out to him for that. But good watch if you uh, get a chance, go out and watch that. <clears throat> yeah, but, right. Yeah. All right, man, I guess that's the end of the show for today. Anna, nice show today. Uh, like always, please follow us on Twitter at Balls Don't Lie Pod. That is Balls with the Z. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please like, share, and subscribe. And like we always say, my brother, the balls do bounce, roll, and fly. But they damn sure don't lie. <laughs> Neither do I. Neither does this guy. <laughs> you better know that. <laughs> Later, dudes. All right, I'll holler.